Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Well, good morning. We're live. Good morning. And we're talking about the Beatles. Yeah, we, well... We're talking about music. Yeah. Well, the Beatles, oh, Beatles released, and the Stones. Uh, they we got released, caught up. released a single today for the first time in a while. Yeah, a little while. <laughs> long, but. <laughs> so I was asking these guys if they'd heard the song now and then. I just listened to it this morning because I was curious. And, now and, and then we got into the debate uh, of the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. David, it's an easy one for you. No debate. Just say it because, you know, people are wondering. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, people oh, are on the, the edge of their chairs right now. The, be- the Beatles. Are, <laughs> like they're not even in the same league. I know people will say they're in the same Longe- longevity is where the, yeah. the the stones have them. That that's where they're not even in the same league. <laughs> is the short amount of time the Beatles were together and what they put out during that time, the quality of the stuff. Sure, they put out. like you can't you can't do. But, but long, the longevity <laughs> of the stones, it's not nothing. Well, the, I think the biggest like, that's impressive. The biggest surprise to me is how much they've destroyed their bodies over the years, and, <laughs> and they're still and that they're still going. Yeah. That's just like weird. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah, that Keith God's, Richards God's had probably should have died a long time ago. Yeah, I think he might he might be dead. He may he may have died about thirty years <laughs> ago. We get a birdie and nobody nobody. Him up. Yeah, nobody he's like one of the aliens, dude, on Men in Black, like this just zipped up in Keith Richards' old man body, and he's like up there with gears and buttons. He's actually guitar. recovered. Yeah, it it's funny sense. how the body can recover apparently from a lot of hard years because he used to do interviews where I don't think he made any sense at all. I mean, at all, trying to understand what this guy was saying or yeah. where he was going, and and now he actually. You can follow him a little bit, so that's good. But did you see when he played <laughs> when he played Johnny oh, Depp's yeah. dad on, that was on awesome. Pirates of the Caribbean? It, <laughs> it was, was like a perfect casting choice. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I that's forgot funny. about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. <sighs> so David's Beatles, Brent. What are what are you? You know, I'm li- I like them both for different reasons. Yeah, I really, I, I, I don't understand too. the the pit against each other thing. There's, I like listening to some of both, and they they both have nostalgic songs that you know i enjoy so yeah and i'm not a huge fan of either i mean i wouldn't i'm not you know but they're fine yeah i, I can't listen yeah, to that's exactly what i would say I can't listen to the beatles either just yeah. too 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 much of it in my life and i'm burnt out on it i mean from my early does days. it feel like you're on a long and winding road when you're listening to them <laughs> it's yeah okay. like the song just loops <laughs> and doesn't end yeah. all right well, hey, we were, we made it through the trunk or treat event. We did, we did. It was a good night. It Very was a good success. Night. Yeah, yeah. Blessed a lot of people. Weather cooperated with our plan. The weather was rad. It was the best like weather that. I think we've yeah. ever had. Yeah. Oh, God was real good to us with that. For sure. Yeah, almost ran out of candy, but did not, which yeah. is good. That worked out. So too. a lot of people came through. Yeah, yeah. almost cool. ran out of slots in the parking lot. Yeah, like there was. We had a lot. It was of, full. <laughs> a lot of people came and did their deal. Yeah, so it was awesome. And like everybody, like did a good job. Yeah, everyone did a did. good job. Like there were some good, good trunks happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got nothing, uh, nothing else, guys. <laughs> no banter. I'm, I'm bantered out, man. So unless you guys got something, I'm digging in. I don't, we had quite a bit of Beatles banter before we went live. I think we kind of that is we just kind of got through it before the podcast. Yeah, I always, I always <laughs> tell these guys, like, we shouldn't even talk when we get here. Like, from the time we get here till the time the, yeah, the yeah. camera starts, because we do. We literally, like, end up exhausting everything we should be yeah. bantering about. And then it feels stupid and fake when you come back and try to, like, yeah, try to recreate it. it. It's like, nope, we're done. Our, our whole lives are pretty much banter. Yeah, pretty much. When we hang out. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. Anyway. All right, what do you got, Brent? Where we're down? Uh, well, we're we're talking about. Uh, well, I'll just ju- jump into it. What are, what's uh, one of the um, main reasons you guys hear people give as to why they don't go back to a church? Or you know, there's there's lots of them probably. Coffee, coffee sure. could be one. No, of them. I know you're leading at something. Lousy coffee. I purposely went a different direction. <laughs> no, you can go any direction you want. Because I don't do trunk or treat. Sometimes it's or, because they do, or a because they retreat. do. Yeah. It's because yeah. they do a harvest party where they dress yeah. up as Bible characters or a Reformation party instead of trunk or treat. <laughs> that, that They're could, not going back to that. That could be a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Gosh, the list could be long. Some yeah, sermons are too long. Music is too loud. Music's too old. Number people one, are, people are too old. Number one, no one paid attention. No one said hi. No one welcomed them. Yeah, no one noticed that they were there. That's the one, or the one that I've at least heard the most of over the years, is that no one 
no one even came up and introduced themselves to us or said hi to us. Yeah. It, I mean, we've, we've had, it's been funny because we've had people that have said that about us in the past, like they, they weren't friendly. And then I've had inconceivable pe- people that visited again, like a two, two years later and said, you know, I was overwhelmed with people approaching me. So, yep. you know, it's sometimes it's any given Sunday can, can yeah. be different, but yeah, it's, uh, the idea of, uh, you know, a non-friendly church. Um, so I was going to ask you guys, I don't know if you guys have ever had an, a non-friendly church experience in all your years, anything uh, you guys have just com- one come to mind or more? Yeah, I mean, any any stories stand out? Even recently, hmm. yeah, <laughs> you could go there, David. <laughs> Had a, a couple, yeah. One, so one recently for different reasons. So I guess I guess spoke at a church um, last summer. I guess whenever it was. I don't know when it was over in the Portland area. I was asked to come over and speak, and um, people were nice to me, kind to me. But there was a um, a lack of kindness that I was witnessing towards each other. Mm. There was tension in the church, which made me feel extremely uncomfortable. So it didn't matter that they were welcoming to me. It was just being in the midst of the tension that was existing there huh. made me think like I would never, I, like I don't want to be here. I'm, I wouldn't come back. <laughs> just an awkward vibe. It felt yeah. very dysfunctional. <laughs> like being at your friend's house when their parents are in a fight or something. It's like, okay, yeah. I want to go home now. So that was a weird, you know what I mean? It was indirectly not friendly. They were friendly to me, but it was like there was stuff going on there that was like, I don't want to be in yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. It was wow. odd. So the way we treat each other like no, matters, yeah, even if we're treating newcomers well, like we need to be treating each other right. Or we're just undoing whatever yeah. we're trying yeah. to build. I wasn't yeah. even thinking of that angle, but that's that's true. Well, yeah. it just it was just fresh on my mind. It was recent, yeah. and it was it was kind of an eye opener. So I was like, we "No, need, that's a we big need deal. to make sure we're good at this." Yeah, yeah. for sure, at, at treating each other well. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Chad? You got any? I don't think I have any unfriendly stories, but I, like, I have had like just some weird experiences. I, I remember years ago um, in Hawaii, I visited a church. And they had, uh, first of all, they had break dancing during the worship. Oh, service. heck yeah. Like that, that just tells you something. Where is right this church? There. It was in Hawaii, the big island of Hawaii. That's a reason not to come back. It's a and, reason to come back. And it was like full of islanders, you know, like Samoans and, you know, Hawaiians and, you know, people that are, you know, as tall as they are wide and, you know, just, you know, big, big bodied fellas there. <laughs> and they had this moment where they asked all the visitors, like, if, if you're new here today or your first time, you know, would you stand up? And then, like, the band just went off on something, and all these big Samoan people came up, and you got a hug from, like, six different just mm-hmm. giant Samoan dudes. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, it, like, it was kind of cool, but it was weird. That's, that's, yeah. that's different. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather just see break dancing from a distance. <laughs> I just leave, leave So that might, that might be an example of a, a church that's too friendly. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, going a little yeah. too far the other way. Uncomfortable. <laughs> a little too I, close contact. I remember the one. Uh, we went to a church. It was uh, We had uh, Pastor Jordan was, was here at the time. And the three of us and our wives went to Portland or to a pastor's conference. I don't know what we were doing, but we, oh, you're right. Bread he, he wanted to go to this I church. We have to call the can church we, out. Can we say it? They <laughs> don't even exist anymore, do they? <laughs> anyway, Jordan really wanted to check this church out. He thought it was going to be great. And, you know, three couples come in that they've never seen before. It wasn't a big church. I mean, no, it, it, was, was, it was a small church. Pretty small. I would say the size of Lapine, like a 40, maybe Yeah, 30, 50, 40. maybe 60, maybe I at don't the know. most. It was small. Pretty small. Um, and literally, I don't think. Anybody acknowledged us nope. from start to finish. Huh. It was just they all looked at us when we walked in as if they didn't know what to do. with Oh, us. they noticed us. No, no, no. They noticed yeah. us, but as if they they didn't know what to do with us as new people. Yeah, never yeah. Seen. interesting. And yeah. we had showered and combed our hair and everything, yeah. and it wasn't like uh, you know we were dressed right and all that. Yeah. You know, so it, it just, felt kind of uh, like an us four no more. Like it, it was one of the, it was what weird. Are you doing here? Yeah, and they also had that that communion <laughs> thing weird, where they were they you take the bread and then you dip it into a community cup. Yeah. Which is also like you were all oh, about that, right? Oh no, that I was, was not. Nope, <laughs> dude, it, does, it doesn't get friendlier than that. Yeah, that's well, that's when you're sharing like saliva and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right, it whatever. was it was. I just remember thinking, wow, you had three. You know, I mean, again, a, a younger family. You know, couples come in and uh, well, younger at the time, maybe not that young, but you just think that they would have welcomed us, said hi, tried to get to know us, invited. I mean, something, and there's yep. just yeah. nothing at all. It was really weird. So, huh. yeah. I was at a church last week where they had a wood stove going with a fire in it, and that's about as friendly as you can get. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. I would go back to that. I said that when I got up. I was like, 
I'm thinking about leaving my church right now because of that wood <laughs> stove. Just because of the wood stove? There. It was so cool, dude. So add, add that to the list of weird reasons people leave churches. Dude, no, I No would. wood stove. Yeah. No wood stove burning. <laughs> yep. Huh. Yep. So what are, yeah. well, apart from wood stoves, what are some, uh, some ways that churches try to accomplish friendliness? I mean, what because every, every church wants to be known as friendly. So what yeah. are some of the tactics they, they use or what have you guys seen? They have giant Samoan dudes hug the newcomers. <laughs> Maybe a little too far, but you wood know, stoves. That's, that's wood stoves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. like the only yeah. one I've seen so, <laughs> to be fair. I remember going to a church one time and they had gift bags for all oh, yeah. the yeah. new people that came. No, like they'll you. hand out little thingies sometimes, yeah. like a little trinket or something, like some 3D yeah. glasses. So you so that the show's a little better. <laughs> yeah, obviously people, a greeting team is generally, so they, yeah. they find the extroverts in the church and and uh, send them out there to, you know, make sure everybody gets welcomed and that kind of thing, which yep. I think is good to have people that, that welcome people to church. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a wise thing, but sometimes it can be a little, like, a little crazy. Yeah. So. so really, really good pastries, really good coffee. Yeah, coffee. Get your lattes or whatever, you know. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing now where you've got to. You know, if you're gonna if if you're gonna be friendly, then yeah. that's that's a yeah. standard staple is that you've got a, like a full on coffee bar going. You know, yeah. So, How about the yeah. uh, the stop the service and everybody find somebody next to you to to yeah. greet and that's talk to? That's your favorite. Yeah, shake somebody's hand. That's Brent's favorite. That's Give an someone a hug. That's an attempt to be friendly. Give yeah. really someone is. a big bear hug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are some of the the problems to or the you know um, <clears throat> problems with these approaches or? Well, not, not everybody's comfortable. You know, people, some people are introverts. Some people just, you know, don't don't like that that level of interaction. Some um, people don't want friendly. You know? <laughs> they want to go to a place where people treat them like garbage. That's true. Have you seen those restaurants? The, never mind. I'm not oh. going to say the name of it. Never mind. I forgot the name of it. I have heard of it where they treat yep. you, they treat you poorly. Yeah. On you purpose. you pay to go in and just be treated like garbage by yeah. the waiters yeah. and waitresses. That and to me, awesome. that's hilarious. But some people actually dig it. So it's kind yeah. of funny. I mean, I think it would be a a novelty thing would to be go try out, but I wouldn't want to do it on a regular right. basis. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just be abused. <laughs> no uh, tip for you. Yeah. Some some people come to church, I think, to to blend in. Like they, maybe they don't like they're apprehensive to come in to begin with. Yeah. And depending on their personality type, they may be overwhelmed if there's yeah. you know too many people that try to say hi and those kinds of things. And something that you know, like if we're going to make a mistake, I'd rather be too friendly than not friendly yeah. enough. But you know, probably just there's some sensitivity to be had. Yeah, most people don't want to be found or discovered, so they may yeah. want to experience church like in in their way, but right. they they don't want the close contact thing. It's yeah. actually the opposite. I wouldn't say probably most, but a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. the weird thing is that or like I leave mean, me alone. Loneliness is a real issue. Um, pe- yeah. people, um, you know, people are lonely, and they yeah. they want to find a place that where they fit in, where everybody you know you want to go, where everybody knows your name, kind of a yeah. Um, that that's a real thing. People try to find it like via social media or different different avenues. In, we almost in put the that world. on our website, remember? Yeah. So that when you clicked into the website, the Cheers song was going mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah. That would be awesome. Because <laughs> that's what it felt like yeah. in our early days. Norm. Someone would walk in and they'd yeah they'd be like yeah. Norm, you know, right in the middle of service. And, <laughs> no, that's a big deal. But when you come to a place you've never been to before and you walk in and there's these attempts at friendliness, but they're very surface, very. I don't want to say fake because I don't think it's fake necessarily, but it, it can feel very. Sometimes it's weird though. It, it is a little superficial. You know? Yeah, that's that's it. I you just know? saw a thing. Uh, there was a long discussion the other day. I can't remember what thread it was on. There's the difference between friendliness and kindness. Yeah. And I and at first I'm like, come on, like really, you guys going to sit around and split hairs over friendliness and kindness? And then the more I read it and thought about it biblically, it's like, yeah, there's a total difference between like a, a true disposition of kindness and then just friendliness. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably a wise thing for and each friendliness of us. is more superficial. Kindness is more it's just genuine, it's sincere. It's that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Now I think every once in a while we need to try to put ourselves in a visitor's position, you know. Totally. Remember what it's yeah. like to go to a place where you don't know anybody. Because they're gonna walk in and they they see groups of people that know each other, they're they're the outsider, the odd man out. You know, um, somebody saying hi to them or whatever is nice. Um, you know, having to greet somebody or do the thing like we talked about where, you know, turn around and talk to somebody. It's like, what do you say? Yeah. You know, great weather we're having. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand those kind of conversations. They're weird. Sure. So, so there's that awkwardness. And then there's also that perception that I don't fit here. These guys all, they all have their lives together. They all get along really well. Right. And yeah. I'm, I'm a weirdo. Right. And, and so they may not want which, to come which, back. Which in all fairness, you've got to know is a reality 
when you walk into a church or a, yeah. a place that you haven't been that you know other people have been going to. Like it's not it's like true, that's a surprise. But I think for especially for a non-believer that maybe is checking out a church for the first oh, yeah, time, sure. they don't know what to expect. Yeah. And and so, you know, yeah. just at least for us as Christians yeah. having that mindset of think think about what it's like for them right. and try to make sure that we're They already know they're an outsider. So yeah, are we yeah. going to help that perpetuate that yeah. <laughs> or, or right, are we going right. to try to try to fix it? Yeah. So yeah. I saw I saw an article uh, this is what kind of prompted this for me. It was an article done by Lifeway Research. Uh, called people don't want a friendly church, and and this is what kind of spurred them spurred title. this on. It was kind of a dumb title, <laughs> but the point they were getting at. Uh, they they say when visitors show up to your church, you probably have smiling extroverts propping open the doors. Ministry enthusiasts have been strategically stationed, armed with colorful handouts. A hundred chit chats create an energetic wait, wait. buzz, colorful. and gallons of warm coffee lighten the mood. But a visitor sees a room of closed circles, busy people knee deep in the weekly download. No one has unlocked eyes. The new person shuffles as quickly as possible to the large room with rows where they can sit quietly and check their social media feed until the music starts. So that was their perception. And again, that's one colorful handout, colorful handouts. Some, some, this is actually something people Coloring have, David. Books? Some people have, uh, right when you walk in, there's like an information booth, Your marketing material. We need coloring yeah. books with us in them. We could have, uh, no, that's a different church. So. Yeah. Somebody else already has that. That's a really friendly Done. church. There's a real church that has the pastor put himself in the coloring books for the kids ministries. <laughs> There's nothing friendly. That's that. messed up. Sorry. Didn't mean to go there. Anyway. So the article identifies three problems and we can just talk about them one at a time. The first one is this, uh, we aren't as friendly as we think. What do you think about that statement? I think that they don't know me. <laughs> can't David, say that. David walks up to people <laughs> that have been here for six years. Are you new here? Yeah. Hey, my name is David. What's your name? <laughs> All right. I'm not very friendly. Uh, you are friendly. You're All extremely right, friendly. You just don't remember faces. I don't yeah. remember face names. With I remember faces more than I remember. <laughs> Never mind. I don't remember. You, you faces. are friendly. I I'm kind, Chad. Yeah. You and that mm-hmm. and kind. Yeah, dog on it. People yeah. like you. Get back to yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> We're not as friendly as we think. Nope. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's funny because I think most churches probably would give themselves a pretty good grade on the friendliness scale. Probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think any churches think of themselves as unfriendly, but yeah. are we miss? Are we, you know, I mean, I guess I'm just trying to self-evaluate and think about the door. Yeah. Um, well, to, to your point earlier, just, you know, thinking about the visitor and what it's like, you know, for somebody to come in, you know, to a room where they probably don't know anybody. Um, maybe they know somebody, but maybe they don't know anybody. Just considering that, and maybe making you know the extra effort to, yeah. to welcome the person who's new. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would say overall, I would. What I've seen over twelve years at the door is definitely more, way more friendly, inviting. Like people actually care. Yeah. When they when they see someone or they're aware <coughs> that someone's there that's visiting, like. I usually in see fact, us, we get those comments a lot. Yeah, where visitors will will always say like, "Wow, it's amazing! Like how loving this place is and inviting this place is." Yeah, and, I usually see uh, more people. Uh, like <laughs> it's almost like people attack the new people. <laughs> Not quite, but but there's a lot of people that that try to meet them, they're pushing and, each other yeah, out of the way. They're, they're trying get to get it, out yeah. of the building, <laughs> and it's like, "Hey, I want they're you to meet." They're fighting over the new person. Yeah, yeah. that's you. It seems to be more what I see yeah. in both locations. Actually, yeah, uh, very aware of new people when they come in and try to welcome them. But I know people slip through the cracks. Yeah. And, and I, you know, part of our job as pastors is hopefully we have time beforehand if they come early and if they stay late, we have time beforehand and afterwards to meet new people. And I would say that's just something in general. Um, if you know that we, uh, need to make the rounds after the service and what you have to talk to us about can wait as a regular attender, maybe, you know, call us during the week or we'll, we'll grab Mm -hmm. coffee. That's why we don't get to new people as much as we it is. can. It's not because we don't see them or, or notice them. It's because afterward, usually other other people are grabbing our attention. I think so it's we, a big deal if one of us can, can meet somebody yeah. that's new too. Yeah. So, um, not even a big deal for you know someone who meets a new person is, hey, let me introduce you to the pastors. Yeah. You know, that, that's a small thing that's easy to do and, and I think meaningful. And yeah. on the other side of that, this is why it's such a big deal that we always tell people, if you call the door of your home, you're a greeter. Yep. It's because the pastors can't possibly, we're not going to get to everybody. Right. And yeah. so like, let's make sure someone else does. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, people think we've, um, uh, assigned the position of greeter to some people at the church here. We have, <coughs> they've, they've, uh, in a good way, taken it upon themselves to make sure yeah. that they're posted at the door. Uh, Walt and Susan used to do it. Now, now Rick and Debbie do it. Yeah. Uh, there's been other people that have done it in the past too, where, um, they just want to make sure that there's somebody out there. To, yeah. If you see yeah. someone at the front them. door, when you walk in to the door, it's yep. not because we, 
asked them to be there. Yeah. It's just but they, they part of the point it. I was getting at was that um, they're not the assigned no. greeters. Like you said, we, if you go to the door, you're a greeter. Yeah. You know, congratulations. We, we've just set the expectation that yeah. it's everybody's yep. job. Yeah. It would be better for, you know, too, ministry. too many yeah. people to talk to somebody than nobody yeah. right. do it. Yeah. So, But it is good to, to, to realize that the perception, according to this article, is that churches aren't as friendly as they think they are. So we always can, you know, for improve, sure. do better, yeah. all that. Uh, the second problem that they mentioned are people are looking for friends, not friendliness. Um, <clears throat> maybe talk about that one for a minute. Well, I, I think they're looking for both in large part. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, like friendliness doesn't necessarily make you come back over and over and over again. But a relationship yep. will, will cause you to come back over and over and over again. So yeah. even what we did the other night, you know, Truck or Treat's a perfect example. It shows that that we're a friendly church, that we're a generous church, that we care about our community, that we're into, you know, doing things that bless people that are even outside of the church. And we hear that from the community as they walk through all night long. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for doing this for our kids. Right. I think they really genuinely are are grateful for that act. It's not going to make them come to church. Right. And maybe some people will, and maybe they'll remember in a time of need, like, this, this is a great group of people. I'm going to go check it out, right? So yeah. that's kind of why we do what we do. But just because you do something nice doesn't mean that they're going to come back. A relationship, though, that'll, right. probably, that'll probably make someone come back. Yeah, yeah I think um, there's a C.S. Lewis quote that the, the article references, and I've heard it before. Um, he says, friendship is born at the moment one person says to another, what, you too? I thought I was the only one. Um, and I've, when you think about that, and that can be anything. It can be a sports team. It can be a food you like. It can be whatever. But there's these connecting points that people people have the minute that yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. and this is why people do this on social media where they'll take a picture of something and send it out to their they, – they want to get likes. They want other people to, to you know. Right. That's where relationship begins. Sunday mornings aren't necessarily great for that nope. kind of thing. Um, so, so what are the ways that we can, um, as church members, try to create these beyond-the-surface relationships maybe – not just in the church, but everywhere. So I'm going to go yeah. back to the trunk or treat yeah. on the other side of what I just said. <laughs> Hopefully that's what we're doing there is we're not just doing a good deed and handing out candy, but we're actually trying to capitalize as people come through on the, Oh, you too. Like conversations that go a little beyond mm-hmm. trick or, you know, happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so that, that does that if, if we're um, like endeavoring to do that is to make those rela- relational mm-hmm. connections. So, yeah. I was just thinking of a church I know of, um, a new, newer church, our, our friends up in uh, Madras at the gathering, and they have a thing where, like, when a new person comes, that they have kind of between the elders and the deacons, like, like somebody needs to invite them over for a meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever, any, anytime a new person comes, and they, they may decline the invitation, but it's just kind of part of their DNA. That food. Like, new person, take them out to lunch, invite them to your house. You know, something like that. Food, food, to, food. You know, move beyond friendliness and into friendship. That's a huge one. I mean, if somebody new comes to the church and you actually say, hey, can we take you to lunch today? Um, anybody can do that, by the way. That's an immediate connecting yeah. point. Yeah. Huge. And that's a simple. I mean, that's easy to do. Yeah. That. yeah. And then you just get to know each other, yeah. you know. Totally. I, I, th- I find even the questions we ask people when they come um, – because you know you can go too far, you can start to interrogate a person. But but usually I'll I'll say yeah. you know oh are you are you uh, you know you live in Bend or or Sun River wherever we're at or you just visiting because we get a lot of visitors. Right. Oh no, we've been here for you know they start talking. Oh, what part of the you know where are you at in the you know in the nine mile stretch? You know oh we're over yeah. off of this one. It's like oh we're on Big River. It's like oh you know how'd you hear about the door? Or, you know or you just start asking them questions and yeah. they'll start to fill you in. And at least they feel like they've made it was more than just a friend shake. You know a friend right. shake. A friend shake. That should be a term right there. <laughs> a handshake, a friendly smile, and yeah. then you're on your way. Because I feel like we can check that box when we do that. But but just asking questions um, usually gets the ball rolling a little bit. Yeah. So. Yep. And, and even just like little little things, and, and, I, and I say this knowing that I'm not great at it, but like just remembering somebody's name. That's huge. I Come mean, on. That's a, that's a big deal. And I'm, you I'm guys terrible. just aren't going to let this go, are no, you? No, I'm saying I'm terrible at it. Well. You know, I, I'm, I'll be the first one to admit like I'm just not great that i'm so bad with but that. but it's a big deal to people like when you see him again oh, or, or you bump into him in the community and you're and you remember just remember their name something. or remember a detail about you know the conversation you know that you had or whatever it always means so. something to somebody when you like they come one week and yep. then the next week they show up and you're like hey it's it's so and so and so and so and they're like yeah. you you care that much to remember yeah. it yeah. does something yeah, yeah. 
You're like, I, hey, I mean, Cletus, so, welcome back. <laughs> so I've got this way to remember people. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Michael Scott. Yeah, I've tried it. It only works for your brain. <laughs> that little tool doesn't work for everyone's brain. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I get it. That's one of the best office yeah. episodes ever where he starts like, you <laughs> know, looks at a guy that's bald. And so he comes up with this, you know. Right. Uh, don't he, don't he picks, look in my phone. He picks all yeah. the worst characteristics yeah. to remember who their names There's are. Bald, but, bald Benny. I remember that yeah. guy's name. No, I, I stuff like uh, there's a lady named Marsha that comes to the church, and the first time I met her, I went Marsha, Marsha, Marsha from the Brady Bunch. Yeah, and then I'll never forget her name. But yeah, I, it works for me, but not everybody. I had somebody who who will remain nameless, but showed like he just keeps a running list, like a note on his phone, and and it, like there's no core. It's just you know Bob, Bill, John, Tim, <laughs> Judy, like just this running list. It's like I don't know how that works. But, yeah, but it's cool that like he's making the effort to yeah. you know remember people's names. And so I have to do the nickname. <laughs> There's, there's got to right. be. It's kind of like what you do, but different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you do, David? <laughs> Nickname. You want to elaborate on that for so you can help people at all? No. I'm just kidding. Um, I had a guy one time, I remember, uh, it was at a church in Coeur d'Alene, and I met him one Sunday. His name was Ray. I still remember his name. And every week I would say, hey, Ray, how's, how's it going? And he's like, I forgot your name again. And one day he felt so bad. He goes, do you have a pen? And I'm like, yeah. And he, and he opens his Bible and he writes my name in his Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude. At least he didn't write it on his hand. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. I felt bad, but he's like, he wanted, yeah. yeah. But, so he defiled his Bible so he could remember my name. That's yeah. pretty rad. That was bad, but. That might be a compliment, Brian. Yeah. Well, yeah. Come, coming back, I think you, you said something about friendliness versus friendship. And, and yeah. I think, you know, people are looking for meaningful connection. Yeah. So, um, some, you know. Well, yeah, not so, everybody, but, yeah. but, but um, I think people are. They're just, they, they wanted it their own kind of. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, I think everybody's looking zone. for it in, in different ways and, and maybe on their own terms. Sure. But for sure. Um, you know, meaningful connection, you know, should be a value of the church. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of clubs out there and lots of things that, you know, people could go to, you know, the Elks Club or the right. Rotary or, you know, Car Club or, you know, whatever. Then they can, you know, make connections. But but the church, you know, like that should be the most meaningful connections, you know, for Christians in our lives. Yeah. And, and when people, you know, outsiders come in, um, you know, they, they should feel that sense of a meaningful connection. Well, this was kind of the funny thing about this article that kind of struck me is that the, their church, you know, and I'm not criticizing, but they would create these booths. It would be like sports um uh, I can't, uh, food, you know, hiking, whatever. They'd have these booths that were common interest kind of groups, and then people would go up afterwards, and then you would go to your little place. It's our skateboard ministry, <laughs> right? Our painting ministry. It was that yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, let's have a booth that says Jesus, yeah, and let's huddle around that booth, yeah, because yeah. that's what the best thing we have in common. That's why this works. So I think, I think, like going back, I think, I think Bible studies. That's why they're pushed so much and stressed so much. At least at our church, is because if, if you're really going to know others and be known by others, yeah. like that's where you go. At the same time, that is close contact. Like it's revealing, well, it's vulnerable, which is why most people don't go. That's right. problem number three we're going to get to in just okay. a second. That's good though. But um, a couple other things I think we can do to to try to foster these beyond the surface relationships. One would be to invite somebody to something. Yeah, for sure. You know, so if there's a, if there's a women like tonight or, or tomorrow night, no, it's tonight, there's a women's fellowship thing going yeah. on at the church. So a woman comes the first time, say, hey, Thursday night, you know, yeah. or we do it for men's third Thursday, a personal invite to something. Yeah. Um, to get them in the you know into a connecting point totally. with other guys is good. I've done it with um, the free food market. Yeah. We, you know we have this thing where we give away food every month. Um, couples come and join that to begin with, and they're around all these other couples and they're they're serving together. Which when you when you find like that common way where you're serving you know arm in arm or shoulder to shoulder next to each other, maybe not arm in arm. Yeah, that, that'd be that's, that's too far. That's too, too much. Far. Too far. Skipping yeah. in and that's, that's that's not, a, not as bad as being hugged by a Samoan. Shoulder bit, to but elbow to elbow, yeah. maybe you know social distance. I'm just kidding. Small hug. Anyway, that when you serve together, um, that that again, now you have, have a common goal. There's things like that that, Im- that immediately kind of foster a relationship yeah. more than other things. So, yeah. so those are all kind of you know good things. But I think the other thing I think p- I wish people would do is start those relationships outside of the church. Oh, totally. like, don't wait for somebody to walk into totally. church and try to form something there. Start start doing that right on a regular basis. Yeah, in that's your the best way to integrate a neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, lo- loving your neighbors is a. a day-to-day endeavor, yeah. like do it daily, and then um, find a right time, like a men's third Thursday, mm-hmm. to bring them with you yeah, absolutely. into this arena, Yep, and then that's just going to go way better for them. Yeah, and then they're not Works walking into a church where they don't know anybody. Right. Uh, they know you, yep. and, and they already have a connecting point, so, yeah. so that's going to you know, save a step or two <laughs> as well. So the third problem, David, you kind of talked about is, um, uh, to me, the answer is getting plugged into something to where you're, you're basically in community, you know, yeah, the we're answer lonely. is the very thing that people, most we, people are <laughs> wanting to do. Yeah, right. That's pro- to do. Problem number three is people are terrified of small groups, but they need to find one. 
And so, you know, the question is, why are people so terrified of small groups? Vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. The chances of being, they're going to find out that you beat your wife and smoke a crap pipe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Whoa. <laughs> if it's going to happen, it's going to be in a small group. And we, we want that buffer, man. We want, we want that safe zone where people can't get too far into knowing who I am or how Be I your live. wife and you smoke a crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't it, act like you don't do those things, okay? This goes back to well, that idea that I think if churches... That's how rumors get started. Uh, just on Thursdays. <laughs> if churches weren't so fake... In general, and Christians weren't so fake to where we put we put on this polished veneer of perfection yep. that we do so well, um, but we were actually honest and vulnerable, you know, in our everyday lives and especially in the church, which we we try to model that and try to set an example sure. of that. But if, if churches were more genuinely honest and it would be messy for sure, but I think more people would be able to say, "Oh, I'm not." too far off from these people or we have the same problems, that kind of thing. Cause that's another connecting point. Yeah. I'm not a freak. Yeah. You know, they're as weird as me. Well, there's just another, Hey, YouTube moment. It like, is. Oh, yeah. you deal with this hard thing yeah. as well. But that's definitely one reason people won't, won't dive into to small groups. Is yeah. The, it's the it's because of their misconception. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ho- hopefully it's not because the church is putting that off. Right. But the misconception is, Oh, if I'm going to get into an inner circle of Christians, like I need, I need to look as good as I possibly can. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not that good. Yeah. Right. So yeah, P- people want meaningful connection, but at the same time, they don't want to be known. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's just our, our, our human conundrum. Yes. Right? So I would even go back to this kind of sparks the like, well, not to completely go back, but I'm going back uh, a, a, a church that's maybe welcoming or friendly would be one where um, like conf- confessions normal and honesty is normal, which yeah. is part of why we we try to implement some of the things in worship service that we do like the open mic time and that doesn't always come out but when it yeah. does come out that's a big deal because yeah. because those new people that are you know scared of those very things or don't want to get close because of those very things that that whole that's that's broken at that point it's torn down it's debunked yeah <laughs> it's like oh these people are here cuz they're just like me yeah yeah you know? that's a big one yeah and the other thing too just you know, people, a lot of people, their involvement in church is very much like, you know, kind of inward focused, yeah. um, you know, consumeristic. And, and they, they don't, they don't approach their involvement in church as, you know, what can I contribute, you know, to others? But like they're, they're here kind of for themselves and just kind of looking inward. Um, I was talking to a guy the other day who, um, you know, just an, an older guy that just said, you know, like it's better to give than to receive. And he just talked about how meaningful it is for him to be able to serve in mm-hmm. the church and to think outside of himself and beyond himself. And it seems counterintuitive that, you know, that we would think outside of ourselves, but, um, you know, that's the thing that we need, you know, probably more than anything is, is our involvement in church is to think beyond ourselves. Yeah. I'd say that's a game changer. Um, as far as your relationship to the church is when you stop coming just for you, we'll, we'll always benefit from coming to the church right, right. I and mean, that's part of it. But when you stop coming just for that reason and you start coming to, to serve others, right. Yeah, it's, it, it changes things. Yeah, well, now you've got buy-in, you've got a purpose. You're there for you know not just you, but you're there for other people, and yeah. and and it really does foster more of that communal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and idea. and I mean this is this is maybe the relief of it all because it can seem kind of daunting if we start thinking on friendly strategies. Um, is that either God's doing something with someone or He's not? Right? Like if if someone walks into yeah. a church, um, even the raddest, friendliest church that you can have. Uh, if they want to, if they want reasons not to come back or to pick it apart, they're gonna, they're going to do that. Sure, they're yeah. going to find those. Like so much of it has to do with with what you know God's already doing with someone. Like why are they walking into the church, right? Like what's going on there? So yeah. so we should do our part. You know, we should play our part and do it well. But like at the end of the day, you know, God's adding to the yep. church and yeah. yeah. Well, the funny thing was in this article that they asked people um, why they don't go to home groups and actually compiled the, the reasons. And the reasons were kind of surprising to me. Uh, they said, uh, what if I'm asked about the Bible and don't have a clue what they're talking about? Yep, sure. That was one. So Re- vulnerability. That's a reason they don't want to go yeah. is they yeah. might look stupid. I get yeah. that. Because um, it's, it's, partic- it's participatory. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Let me go. <laughs> I uh, smoked onions today. So. <laughs> I've got onions in my eyes and on my brain. I walked in there smelling onions. So, you so yeah, it's, it's that, that you'll get found out thing. So it's not just like lifestyle choices. Yep. It's even what what you don't possess right? as far as yeah, a yeah. Christian understanding and knowledge. Yeah. 
Uh, the second one was similar. What if they call on me to pray or read out loud? Yeah, forget yep. that. And and again, I've I, we I've seen this happen before. Where like you want to pray, and this is like yeah, I've I would seen rather cut my arm off right, right now. there. <laughs> they're going. I'm never coming back. I'm never exactly. Coming back. Yeah. yeah. Well, even reading aloud, you know, we used to do that where you'd you'd just run around the room and everybody would just take the next verse yep. and you'd read it. There are people that are terrified. They don't read well. Some people can't read. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. just a real thing. Or they can't read well. Yeah. And that is about as terrifying as as yeah. possible. You know, yeah, that's on par with public speaking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People's greatest fear. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something we need to be aware of. Think you about just a sealed bit. their doom. Yeah. 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 So, you know, make that optional if you're in a, yeah. if you're a group leader or something like that. Don't, don't force somebody to do something like that. Yeah. Yep. And then the next one, the last one was, uh, w- what if I don't want to return because they're all really nice, but not my tribe? <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> like, not my tribe. I'm not going to yeah. go once and be like, yeah, this. thanks for having me, but you guys suck. I ain't coming back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I would never want to hang out with any of you guys. <laughs> they don't want to. They'd rather just avoid that awkward conversation, yeah. so they don't go at all. No. I suppose that's another one. But, um, that's another one. Yeah. When I think about... Um, why I'm close to the people I'm close to and how that happened. Um, I know why. Uh, I, I mean, what, what is like, when you think about that, what's the answer? Um, well, j- uh, just Christ in common, like, mm-hmm. it, like yeah. to make it. So um, the people that have uh, meant the most to me and like persevered the long, the longest in my life as, as far as deep relationship and consistent relationship are just people that actually love Jesus. Like, that's it. And it's because right. that's where I'm at. And it doesn't mean that I'm awesome and you're awesome. It just means that there's, there's real Christian fellowship going on. Christ is the common, like, he's he's the foundation that we're both standing on. Right. Yeah. And that's good enough. In you fact, have, it's more than good enough. You both have the most important thing. We have the most common. important thing, exactly. right? Yeah. And, and so um, that relationship has room to just grow and flourish and get crazy because Jesus is the best thing about us. Right. And we know it. So yeah. that's the connecting point is Christ. How about you, Chad? When you think about the people you're close to, how did it how did it happen? Uh, I mean, same thing. The people that I'm closest to in my life are, are followers of Christ, and that's you know the main thing yeah. you know that we have in common. Yeah. Um, I have one friend in particular that you know we've talked about many times that like you know apart from Christ, I, I don't know that you know we would be friends. And not that we, I mean, we like each other very right. much, but like we just don't have a lot totally of things agree. in common in life. And, yep. and but you know, Christ is the thing that's brought us together. Um, and I would say is you know kind of central you know to our friendship. Yeah, I mean we're all very different. Like yeah, the, the three of us. If you just yeah. looked at who we are, personality wise, and even tastes and stuff like that, like we're like we're we're pretty different. Yeah, you know. Um, but we're so, we're so tight and we're such good friends because Christ is there. Yeah. Yeah. So so on a Sunday morning, you're pretty limited as far as your interactions. So if you want to kind of go into that next level. Um, what what's the best avenue we have as Christians to yeah, take it to the next level? When are we going to take this thing to the next that's level? That's what I, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, dude. Yeah, level up. Like one of my boys once said with his first girlfriend, <laughs> we should take or no, she said it to him. That's oh. funny, dude. <laughs> that's funny. Maybe we should take this thing to the next level. Yeah, they were like twelve. Anyway, sorry. Wow, that's pretty advanced, <laughs> dude. It was rad. Me and Carrie laughed so hard. <laughs> What's the, ne- <laughs> what's the next level at that point? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, for us though. Uh, I mean, to me, it's like what we talked about. The community groups um, are, are the answer. And, and people don't want to do it. Um, there, there's every reason in the world not to get involved during a week. But when you think about what went on in the early church and what bound them together, obviously it was their commonality in Christ. Sure. But how did they live? Yeah, it was a, it was a family mentality. And so I uh-huh. think we just need a fundamental mind shift in the way that we look at church and the way that we approach things like Bible studies. Because we well think, who do I like? Who's going there? Who's attending this yeah. one? Um, we don't do that with our blood relatives. Yeah. When it's Christmas, we're like, oh, it's Christmas and I get to see my family. Like, you guys are all probably different. You probably have complete different interests, but it's your family. So there's this binding reality. And that makes it okay and even exciting. And I think we just, we just need that, that fundamental shift, like understanding that uh, this, is, this is family. Like, this is eternal family. It doesn't matter who's attending. Um, like, we're bound together in the blood of Christ. Yeah. Let's go. Like that should be exciting. Yeah. Should be like one of the things that bothers me, we like not to get into clicks, but like every church has them. There's, there's clicks. And, and, and again, I think that's a direct result of us not thinking spiritually, but thinking, you know, humanly, <laughs> right? Yeah. These people are the ones that I like. And I see it all the time. I, you know, I'll, I'll see it when we have church functions where certain people in the church will only go and hang out with and stand by and talk right. to certain people in the church. And it bugs me because some of these people should know better. Some of these people are, 
like have been in the Lord for a long time and they're just shunned. They're never giving the time of day to people who they don't want to give time to. And it's like, go pick the underdog, like go pick the person that you hardly ever see yeah. and go, go stand by them, go hang out with them. Like you see these other people all the time because you're buddies. Right. So yeah. Anyway, sorry. No. Soapbox yeah. done. No, it was good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. When you think of the early church and what they, what their lives looked like, um, and it worked quite well. They had all things in common, yeah. but they, they ate together. They prayed together. They met together during the week. They relied on each other. They, at times they were, they were helping each other financially and with possessions and stuff like that. They were fully invested in each other's lives, yeah. Yeah. not just a, a brief moment on Sunday mornings. And Sunday mornings are great. I love them, but that's only part of, you know, it's funny how churches do right. this. They'll either have like the Sunday morning gathering and that's the big event, or they'll, some churches want to meet in homes and that's the big event. Right. It's like, Hey, let's, let's try to see if we can make both of these work. Right. Yeah. Cause then you're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah. But to me, that, that idea of community groups, home groups, um, even if it's not heavy towards Bible study, I think that's great when they are, right. uh, but they don't have to be, it can, right. it can be, you know, even what we do, like at the Phyllis's at, you know, after church on Sunday where we all gather together and eat a meal together, visit, you know, find out what's going on in each other's lives. You can't always do that on a Sunday morning, but you can do it around a table full of food. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I just wish we, that more Christians, you know, saw the value in that because when I think of the people I'm Agreed. closest to and the, the deepest relationships I have, that's where they formed. Yes. Yeah. So, so like, in other words, take advantage of everything that the church offers. Yeah. Right. Don't just, don't just pick and choose and say, well, I, I like this form of worship, but not that form of worship. Like, like take advantage of all of it because it's, it's all there to, to do different things. They all supplement each other. Corporate worship does what it does well in a way that the other things can't, right, by nature. But then the other things do things that corporate worship can't. So, like, you're missing out if you're not, you know, filling your plate with all these things. I think you have a lot of people that are involved maybe in the function of the church, like maybe come to the events but, but aren't as involved in the life of totally. the church. And those are, those are two different things. And yeah. you know, your example of the early church, I mean, to, to you know, individualism and consumerism was a complete, is a completely foreign concept yeah. um, to the new Testament church yet, you know, kind of here in the West, you know, that's, that's a lot of people are individualistic and consumeristic in their involvement in the church. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're just, we're missing out. You're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's detrimental. You know, if that's your approach to the church. So this is part of what we've been talking about, right? Like you can you can be physically present to something and absent at right. the same time. Right. Like we we see it with people all the time. We're bottle either there. Oh yeah, I saw so and so there, but there you there's never anything coming out of them, or right. never any avenue to get into them, right? right. Like it, it's just this this sterile. It, they're absent, and it's yeah. like don't yeah. don't just be bodily present, like. Be actively present. Yeah. Be well, and the problem, the, present. the bummer, the problem is that I see so many Christians who have a tribe, but it's not the church. Yep. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're they're involved. They're plugged into something out there, and it's not if it's a missional kind of thing where you're actually out there trying to to you know fulfill the Great Commission, and that's why you're doing it. Truly, why you're doing it? That that's a good thing. But I see so many people that that's their comfort zone. That's where they feel like they're part of a family. Right. And, and they, the, the church needs to be that. Because the real relationships are going on out there in yeah. their tribe, and not going on yeah. with yeah. them in inside the church. Yeah. And, and we again, see that all the time. you need to look at the fruit of it because yeah. I would I'm going to just know for certain how that goes. I've been yep. there and done that. The fruit of a group that's outside of the Lord yeah. is not going to draw you closer to yeah, Jesus. Yeah, you become right. like that which you spend the most time around, and which yeah. you basically just where your heart is yeah right like that's not a secret yeah so yeah so i mean yeah if you want to grow you want to flourish you want to you know um the 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 means are there it's not like it's not like a mystery um get involved in a in a small group yeah where you're accountable you're loved you're known you know all of those things you're you're provided for and you're there to serve others as well that that's where the church functions yeah i don't know about you chad but i know for both of us that the home group like an in-house bible study every week yeah. with a group of people like was the classroom for us. Like that's really yeah. where we flourished and matured in our Christianity. Sure. Yeah. Was in that home group setting. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and of I course we were, that. we were still going to like a, you know, worship service every week. There was corporate gathering that it's not that we cast that off. Right. But I would say like the, the core, like the epicenter of everything that God started doing with us and forming our Christian walk and growing our Christian walk was the Bible studies because of just how, how tight-knit it was and how consistent right. it was and, and 
what it it was just so relational it was yeah. so relationship yeah. heavy you're kind of forced to go beyond the surface everyone's pushing each other like yeah. in skateboarding like we used to have this thing called stoke it's a stupid word but like when you would have like a ramp session and people would be pushing harder and harder and harder to do something and it would like yeah, stoke yeah. would happen yeah where then you would go in and you would start pushing harder and that's that's what happens at bible studies more than anywhere else where you see it is yeah. there's just so much people are pushing each other forward right well and you, you begin to learn people's gifts yes you, you begin to see callings you begin yep. to see you know all kinds of things start to form in that way yes and you have a real opportunity to love one another as yeah. jesus yeah. told us to you can't happen yeah you can't love one another when you're looking at the back of their head on a sunday morning are you sure well, I mean, you know, if you spot like a, a mold that's suspicious or something, I suppose <laughs> well, you could. <laughs> hey, buddy, might want to get that checked yeah, out. Yeah, tap on the shoulder. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much you can do. Uh, <laughs> I made you a doctor's appointment. <laughs> but it, but that's but awesome. in a, but in a group like that where you're where you're close knit, you know, the funny thing is when we started the door, we <laughs> almost made it mandatory. No, oh, we did as much as we could. I mean, we tried to make it mandatory to be in a home group, to be yep. in a small a small group of some kind. Um, it, it, we, because we saw the value in it yep. in our own lives and we knew that it would be a valuable and thing because we were reading total church. Yeah. <laughs> but it was also our experience. I mean, we saw that we saw it, how it benefited us yes. and, and, and we knew that everybody needed to be involved in that and not everybody went and, no. and we made them feel really bad if they didn't, <laughs> but we tried. We shamed them. Um, and then, and then over the years, because we got overly busy, um, you know, the church grew and we didn't have as much time. It, it kind of got moved to the back burner yep. a little bit. Then COVID happened and it really got moved to the back burner. Yep. And, and it's something we, we need to, you know, acknowledge as, you know, maybe even repent from as pastors. We, we want to see lots of community what groups. What are you doing right now? And no, I just want, you know, we need to make sure people, um, we're live, you know, are, are in, <laughs> yeah, we can, we can edit this dude. Are you calling <laughs> us on our stuff right now? No, I just, I know for me, it was like, there was a point of conviction where I realized, you know, this was important then it still should be important now. And we, and we need to yeah. make it a priority again. So, yeah. so the good news is, um, I know we've got groups going, um, that, that have been going the whole time, yeah. um, th- even through COVID they kept going, yeah. but we're starting to see more groups form and we're committed to seeing more groups form so that every person that yeah. wants to be involved in a group yes. can be involved. In it's a group. becoming more on our radar now yeah. than it has in years because we're trying to repent Yeah, <laughs> of, of just acting like it's not a big deal. Yep. And so, it's, it's a huge deal. So if you've never been involved in one and you're willing to kind of take the plunge and, and start, uh, talk to us and we'll, we'll get you yep. plugged into one. Yep. And, uh, you know, I know we'll start new ones too. If we need to, if we, if we run out of room, you know, it's nice when they're about 12, you know, 12 ish is a good number. Um, they start to get, uh, a little bit more closed down if they get more than that because the talkers talk and the quiet people. It starts never to defeat yeah. the purpose. <laughs> it starts to remove the characteristics yeah. that right. Bible studies are there for. Yeah. A Christian outside of community is a, a dangerous thing, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. That's, that's it. So for, Foreign concept. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You need to be in community, and uh, it's, it's good for us. Yes. So there yes. you go. Yeah. That's, that's what I got, fellas. Oh, dang. Is that it? That's it. I was thinking while you're talking, I was thinking of like maybe a couple of different groups of people that we've sort of talked about. And one is, you know, Christians mm-hmm. and the exhortation to Christians is, you know, stop being individualistic and consumeristic and, you know, be involved in the, in the function and the life of the church. It's, it's for your good, um, God's plan for you, God's design uh, for us. But then I was also thinking about, you know, the outsider that might walk in to church and like, what is it that brings non-Christians to church? Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, Maybe you have, they have a desperation in their life. Usually, and, and they're just thinking yeah. like, "Okay, this is you know, this is going to help me in my desperation." Or, or a chick that they're oh, yeah, or, the, or or a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but but whatever, like there's something that, that's bringing them you know into our midst and just having a sensitivity you know towards that and um, you know making the extra effort to to try to you know assimilate, for lack of a better term, you know those people that come in mm-hmm. uh, into our circles and into our lives because you know. God has brought them to us for some some purpose. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the greatest testimonies uh, of the claims of Christ, uh, he said, all men will know you're my disciples by the way right. you love one another. Exactly. So if they can see that happening up close and personal, where yep. you're going to see that more in a small group. So that's as far as our mission, right. you know, a missional opportunity. You invite somebody into a group like that where right. they see true love and care and and the diversity that exists there as far as like you have people have no business even being together and the way you love yeah. each other and the way you, you know, treat each other. Yeah. There's a testimony in this. That's, that's the key. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've done all that we can to strategize and to provide nice things to hand out to people yeah. and make really good. Co- we've done everything that we can to bring people in. Um, and, and part of the reason we've done that is, is cause then we don't have to go out 
to where they are. Right. right? Exactly. The whole strategy has become <laughs> let's bring them to yeah. where we are so that we don't have to walk actively in the Great Commission and go to where they are. Yeah. So let's kill all that. Let's go to where they are. Let's invite, the, invite them to where we are. And when they come in, let's, let's let that speak for itself. Yeah. The fact that we love right each on. other, the way that we treat each other, the way that we talk to each other, the way that we sacrifice for each other, the way that we serve for each other. It's just, it's just like, it's, it's just dis- simple. It's disgusting how, our, how far our strategy's gone. Yeah. It, and what will actually make this thing happen. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely what's been in the Bible the whole time. Yeah. I love the story of John, Apostle John, as he got older, they, they, you know, he went, they, they couldn't kill him on Patmos. So he ended up back in Ephesus at a very old age and they would carry him on mats to these meetings. Um, and he was the elder statesman, you know, and so they, whenever John would speak, they wanted to hear what he had to say. And so that, you know, whenever he'd raise his hand, want to say something, they're like all, all ears. And he would say, my little children, Love one another. This is tradition, yep. by the way. But and uh, at some point, that's all he said. Yep. And people said, "Dude, you know, you got anything else for us? <laughs> Why is it just that all the time?" Yeah. And he said, "If you do that, it's enough." Yep. Yep. And it, and it's something we just we we may, we over complicate totally. things so much. We we totally just do. love each other. Yeah. It's almost like we know? don't believe yep. what we've been told. I mean, part of it part of it could be that at times, but a lot of it's just that we we just think we can we want to do something a different way other than right. how God's told us to do it. Yeah. And uh, as, so it's a lack of faith. We don't trust that what yeah. he's talking about is, is the way that mountains are moved. You yeah. know? <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> All right. One of you fellas prays out. I'm on it. Right. Lord, thank you uh, for reminding us of just basic elementary truths that are right in front of us every day in our Bibles. Um, help us, God, to to have an active faith that trusts you in walking uh, in these things towards outsiders um, properly. Help us to love each other. Help us to be a generous church. Help us to be a church that is constantly mindful of uh, those who do not yet uh, know you. Um, help us, God, to uh, always be faithful to your, your word, be faithful to relationships, um, to not um, just to not believe the lies again um, and, and, and things that cause us to live in comfort, but to, to constantly just uh, step out in faith, God, and, and walk in the things that you desire us to. So, yeah, thank you for this day. Thank you for the way that our uh, outreach went to the community this week. We pray that relationships, uh, connections, real ones, would be made uh, through, through that. And we ask this in your name. Amen. 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 See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.